The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Michelle Kwan. In 1996, the world was in the midst of a massive cultural movement that saw women finally taking center stage. Nowhere was this shift more apparent than at the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. This audience was the loudest thing I have ever heard in my life. The noise, everybody's cheering, and we see all these USA flags. It was the most important summer in women's sports history, and team after team after team, the U.S. women kept winning. Basketball, soccer, softball, gymnastics. I just said, give me mine, like, give me mine. Join me for Dear Media's Summer of Gold, presented by Together. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Let some things be retrograde. Welcome back to That's So Retrograde. Guys. Hello. Very excited to have our guest here today. Coming in hot. I figured we could do a little (laughs) intro beforehand. Yeah, why not? Who knows if we do or not at this (laughs) point. Guys, Kat Sadler is back with us today. Mm. Friend for a long time. It's so nice. To, to have you here. Welcome. Mm, thank you. It's so good to be here. Now we're in the same family, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Welcome. You let me That's in. I'm great. kind of the stepchild, and, and you guys are the, the veteran uh, sisters, but but here we are. We're more like um, grandmas at this <laughs> point. I was going to say that. No. <laughs> I mean, look at Elizabeth's sweater. It's it's nursing home adjacent. Yeah. Oh, it's... <laughs> Always skating the line between nine-year-old boy and lady in a nursing home in terms of uh, fashion. Same. You know, I am. I think we're all the same. I, if I purchase one more cardigan sweater, like I have to stop. I really have to. The mom jeans, the cardigan sweater, and the sneakers. Like I know what you mean. Like some days I'm in like my crop tops, and I feel I'm like, why am I trying to be 14? And then the <laughs> next minute I'm like, don't go in public. You literally look geriatric. So I get it. Maybe that's all of us. I would say my number one COVID purchase was Moomoo's. Oh, it's a bad scene in my closet. Oh. <laughs> Those are hard to come back from. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I true. ever will. <laughs> Once you go, Moomoo, you're stuck. I actually, yeah. my, my COVID uh, purchase of choice were sweatpants and then I, you know, one more sweatshirt and then one more. I just, I have consumed, or I should say, I should have inherited because sometimes people send me things, but I have so many sweatpants and so... I can't even fit them in my drawers or in my closet right now. It's overflowing. Best pair of sweatpants you got? Important question. Hard-hitting journalism. Ooh, you mean other than the new merch that I just launched? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice, Including the merch you just launched. Well, they are. Yeah. I'm I'm an expert. Head over to shop Dear Media slash it sure is a beautiful day. I've already shamelessly promoting because they are very cozy uh, sweatshirts that I did just launch, but they're so cute. I am partial to the Mayfair group. Do you know that line? No. What? I would feel like they'd be so your guys' vibe, especially with that's a retrograde and what you guys are about. It's very like galactic. I have seen those. I have yeah. seen those. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll say my favorite pair of sweatpants that I purchased from Ray, which is a in-house line at Matches, they have an organic sweatpants mm. that is, I wear it every, wear them every day. They're so comfy. Yeah, they're, they're the best ones. dreamy. Okay, they're good. The ones. And like, and in a good price point for the quality. They're under 100, which I appreciate. Which in is rare at Matches. Yeah. Because that's like exactly. expensive. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So okay, sweatpants talk. Yeah. It's so funny. I was reflecting on when we were on your other show, your previous show, Naked, and we'll get into that transition in the new show. Uh, It sure is a beautiful day. But um, how vulnerable Steph and I felt after that conversation. And I like sidebarred you. I was like, can we take out like A, B, and C from that convo? Like yours, I mean, it's a testament to your career as a journalist. You are such an amazing interviewer and really pulled the things out that I probably wouldn't have said to anyone else on the mic. I had forgotten about that. I had forgotten that you had said, can we, but do you even remember what it was about or what made you slightly uncomfortable? No, it was, well, I just, I never liked to disparage anybody. I'm (laughs) still doing it. Listen, I don't care anymore. 
I had talked about like my previous job and how I was fired and like I didn't want to put people on blast, even though the mm. how I, you know, it was a truthful situation. I just was like, I didn't want to like shine a spotlight on that. And then the Monica Lewinsky thing we had talked about. That was like right after the our Monica Lewinsky moment stuff. Have we ever talked about We have that? never talked about that, but we could talk about that now. That's important to talk about. Yeah. Because if you're just going to say that, we can't just breathe yeah. past. Please don't. Yeah. No. Tell what? What was the do moment? Do you not what know? Do you mean? No, I oh. don't. Maybe. Okay, I, so, I can't remember um, yesterday at the moment. So, but remind me. Remind me. Okay. So a couple of years ago, Sarah Silverman became friends with Monica Lewinsky. And in learning that she, in becoming friends with her, she was re- realized that Monica was like really into crystals and spirituality. And like Sarah was like, oh my God, like my friends, Stephanie and Elizabeth, they have this podcast called That's So Retrograde. Like you have to meet them. Like they would love you. Like, you know, and so Elizabeth and I catch wind of the fact that now Monica Lewinsky knows who we are and we're just like, you know, huge fans our feet for life. We like can't handle it. We're like, love, love her. And then we go to a party and she's there and all of a sudden Sarah like pulls us through the crowd. She's like, I want you to meet someone. And we're like, who is it? And it pulls to like a sea of people. And then it's just like Monica Lewinsky standing right there. And we're like, this is a wild moment. We're so excited. We get into talking with her. And at the very end, so Sarah has this party. And the thing is like, don't solicit people for your podcast because one year Larry David was at the party and like 20 different young male comedians were like trying to get Larry David on uh, their podcast. And that Larry said to Sarah, like, please stop having young comedians. But it like, was also like a joke. Like we made these signs and say like no podcast listening, like as yeah. a bit, like, yeah. you know, at the party. You have the signs There were signs. That's one of them. No podcast listening. <laughs> yeah. So at the very end, I was just like, I knew Sarah would be okay with it because it was like, that was the point of the introduction. I was like, if you ever, ever, ever want to come on a podcast, like, I know that's not really your thing, but like, we would love to have you not to talk about Bill Clinton, but to talk <laughs> about like your spirituality and astrology and your journey and like how you found resourced yourself after like such an insane, you know, global experience. Like, what a great lens yeah. into her story that would be. Brilliant. And she was very polite. And then she was standing with this friend of hers who was like this British author who seemed cool. But then the next day went on Twitter and started like putting us on blast for like soliciting. She Monica was like, the- this party specifically had signs that said no podcast soliciting. And yeah. what were there 10 minutes and these a wellness podcast girls yeah. come up to my friend and ask her to be on their show. <laughs> I was so was embarrassed. The, I was like DMing Sarah like the messages and the tweets and I was like, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry. She's like, no, I specifically introduced you so you would say that. Like, obviously the woman was like this celebrity clad party and she was just like, burning us. Ew. So Ew. Why is that necessary? And you're not even it's Monica. Not. Shut up, I want to say. Just Literally. And mind you, Monica was so cool. We were talking, like, we were just broing down on, like, all things so retrograde adjacent and just, like, really, I was like, we're friends with Monica now, obviously. Yeah, totally. I was like, she's <laughs> going to come on the show. And then the friend was just like, fuck these wellness podcasters. And we were like, Wait, what? Wait, did you tweet back or did you respond? Or no, but Stephanie definitely wanted to. And I was like, it took every ounce of self control in my being to not fire back Mm. 27 different Mm. tweets. Mm. And I just was like, I'm trying to keep Monica on my good side. Right. (laughs) So, wait, did you then follow up with Monica and whatever came of that? Like, did you ever have another in? Honestly, I thought about it and I'm like, if Monica's going to do a sit down interview, don't think it's going to be with us as great as our platform is. I just feel like she's say, she's like seat speaking to the Hollywood Reporter. She's a hard I mean? get. She's a hard yeah. get. She's, she's been hard on get. my target list too. And I, but yeah. I haven't formally tried. I, I'm sure I would probably get the pass and she's too busy also, but she, she would be such a wonderful guest for all the reasons all that the you're reasons. describing. And I think I, my approach is always very similar. It's like, if you offer them the opportunity to talk about things that are not the obvious thing, yeah. people still want to hear that. Like, and by the way, she probably would like to talk about that. She has like the most amazing redemption story. Like what she yeah. went through on a global scale at such a young age to not become like 
a depressed, suicidal, like ruined adult. Yeah. It takes incredible inner strength. And so that's why I thought it was so interesting that she does have all this spirituality and she has all these practices. And I was like, that makes so much sense. How else would you get out of it? But it was very clear in the conversation that wasn't like, we're not going to do your little podcast. It wasn't like that. But it was like, I don't do podcasts. Mm. And I think it's because you know, there's no control as the guest of a podcast. I mean, you can go in and be like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about that. But I also feel like she's not really the type of person to want to put that energy into the situation. So she just has that like rule for herself. Although, Stephanie, this was two years ago. Yeah. And I feel like the people that used to say no to podcasts are now saying yes to podcasts. Yeah, like right. that's why I, I bow down to you guys because I was looking, I was like, holy, you guys are at 329 shows. Like that is no small feat. I've had two shows and I'm barely, I haven't even hit a hundred yet. I don't think so. Like you guys are, you know, you are legit in every way. And now they're, you know, everybody and their brother, as you guys well know, has a podcast, but like the people that used to you know, almost look down on podcasts, I think are now savvy enough to realize there's real value in doing these interviews. Personally, that's my two cents. (laughs) For sure. That's my two cents. No, people used to be like, you guys are going to do a podcast. Like, that's dumb. You're going to give up your careers. And we were like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we are. (laughs) Best decision ever made. I mean, it's how it used to be for me coming from television. It used to be. I remember when everything started shifting into the streaming realm. And as TV people, you know, I remember we were asked on a couple uh, Oscar Sundays to, to, to do our TV bit. And then now we're trying to get the online content going. And we were asked like, okay, now you're going to go do the online thing for the live stream. And we were like, Ugh. I remember thinking, we don't do live stream, you know, yeah. and I would never say that out loud, but it was like, all right, let me just phone this in for the internet, you know? And, but now look at it. Now look at it. I mean, the cable channels can barely survive because everything is online. So kudos to you guys for being some of the original gangsters. Ooh, I'm excited to talk about today's partner who helped make this show happen. I'm talking about Nutrafol. It's a supplement for hair wellness. So Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning. Do we know what those are? That's stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. And Nutrafol is physician formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective dosages so you get the most reliable results. Within three months of using this, I definitely started noticing a difference. And then within six months, it was like completely different hair. So I have to also say, I've been using this since end of last year. My hair has never been longer or healthier. And I really appreciate that Nutrafol's powerful ingredients bring your body back into balance. So you may also notice improvements in your overall well-being, including more restful sleep, less stress, better skin, nails, and libido. My nails definitely have noticed a difference too. Also, Nutrafol has a solution for whatever stage of life you're in. So Nutrafol Women, which is the one I take, is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, and environmental toxins, while Women's Balance is formulated with additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. So you guys can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code retrograde to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. So you get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code retrograde. And as always, you can find all our codes over at that's retrograde.com and in the description of this episode. Finally, there's a seltzer worth cheering about. Huzzah gives you all the benefits of probiotics in a seltzer that tastes like summer. Even as we enter into September, it's nice to have that crisp, sparkly, non-alcoholic seltzer that is chock full of gut-friendly probiotics. With 15 calories or less per can, you can enjoy every sip without the guilt. Comes in three delish flavors. We've got raspberry and lemon, which is a tangy, fruity with a citrus spark. 
with zero sugar and just five calories. And then we have strawberry and hibiscus, which is ripe strawberries with a tropical backdrop, just three grams of sugar and 15 calories. And then my personal fave is juicy pear, which is crisp and bursting with flavor, only three grams of sugar and 15 calories. I share that, the calorie info, because it's in the ad read, but also like I'm not one who loves to drink a calorie. Is that two nineties of me to say? I don't know. Anyway, juicy pear, we love you and your three grams of sugar and 15 calories. And yeah, it's like the thing I love about all three flavors is that none of them are too sweet. It's just like that fruity, tangy combo. It's, it's similar to like a sparkling water with a dash of kombucha, if I can say that even, which I love throwing it with a little bit of ice. It's delicious. It's great to have on hand. Everybody that comes over and tries it loves it. And I give them our promo code because I know that they're probably going to go home and order it because they liked it so much. So guys, let's put an exclamation point on the end of summer with huzzah. Stock up with 20% off when you use our code retrograde at drinkhuzzah.com. That's code retrograde for 20% off at drinkhuzzah.com. That's drinkhuzzah.com. Okay, so over the years, I've fancied myself a little bit of a weighted blanket connoisseur. And when I found Barabee, who is one of our sponsors today, I got rid of all my other weighted blankets because they're my new fave. I love them so much. Barabee is a joyful wellness brand on a mission to create a calmer, more collected world, one nap at a time. Sleep is the simplest form of self-care and Barabee's chunky knit weighted blankets are designed to help you drift off naturally. Barabee blankets are naturally weighted with layers of breathable material so you'll stay comfortable throughout the night. And guys, they're very cute. They're the best looking ones I've seen. And that's important. So you can rest easy knowing that Barabee's weighted blankets are good for the planet and for the people who make them. Barabee weaves sustainability into every part of the supply chain using organically grown materials and closed loop practices that make as little impact on the environment as possible. They don't use harmful microbeads found in a lot of other weighted blankets, nor do they use any plastics in their products or in their packaging. I got the tree napper in the color almond in 20 pounds. So they have a 15, 20 pound and 25 pound option in the tree napper style. The unique chunky knit design of Barabee weighted blankets make them a stylish addition to your couch or bed too. That's sort of the best part. They look so good and they're available in a range of sizes and colors to suit all kinds of sleepers from a specially made kids blanket to a weighted blanket for two. If you need something natural to help you sleep better and feel calmer, try one of Barabee's hand knit weighted blankets. Find them on Instagram at mybarabee and visit barabee.com. That's B-E-A-R-A-B-Y.com. They offer free shipping and hassle-free returns on all orders within the contiguous United States. Get free faster shipping using our code retrograde at checkout on barabee.com. That's code retrograde for free and faster shipping. All right, let's thank our partner, Just Thrive. I'm so happy that we've encountered this brand. They are amazing probiotics that actually do what they're supposed to do. And when you find the right probiotic, that one that really works, it's just, it's so important because there's so many on the market. You don't know if what you're taking is actually working. With Just Thrive, they have clinically proven that the, the probiotics in their pills are 100% survivable in your gut. You can learn much more about this in the episode that we did a few weeks ago. They are the first and only 100% all-natural spore-from-DNA verified and tested probiotic supplement. Probiotics, as you guys know, encourage a strong immune system. They balance your gut, and they bring you into optimal health, and they provide key benefits for both strong immunity and gut health. These are things that they affect your long-term health, but also your day-to-day health. I mean, if you're not going to the bathroom regularly, it's so uncomfortable, you don't feel good. Whenever I stop taking my Just Thrive probiotic, I'm like, what's happening? My body just isn't turning things over as quickly. 
So I'm very grateful to have found this because I struggled for a long time looking for a good probiotic. I had taken one that was too strong. Then I was taking one that wasn't doing anything. And this one is the perfect balance. So if you're like me and you struggle to find a good probiotic, why don't you check this out? Go to JustThriveHealth.com, promo code retrograde for 15% off site-wide. That's JustThriveHealth.com, promo code retrograde. Dial it in with Just Thrive. Back to the show. Okay, so as I said, we were on your previous podcast, Naked, and I know that you took some time off, and now you're back with It Sure is a Beautiful Day. Can you speak to us about all, like, what went into bringing Naked into the world and then deciding to take a hiatus and coming back? Like, I'm sure there's some story there. Mm-hmm. It's not the most riveting story, but there is a story. I mean, it, it's kind of twofold. I was, and you guys know this better than anybody, but, you know, having come from television and then transitioning into the podcast space, I really knew very, very little about business models and how it all works. And for the first time in my life, I really was working for myself. And so I had my first podcast naked. From a content standpoint, it was everything I really wanted it to be. From a business standpoint, I got a little screwed. That's, That's the long and short of it. So I was coming up on a year of doing naked and I was so really proud and pleased with it. I mean, I now looking back, especially having now survived a COVID and now look at us, we're doing this on, you know, in remotely, like the fact people were in my bedroom and it was a really raw, vulnerable um, experience for, I think my guests and for me, because I had to be like, this is my house and this is my dog hair and this is my kid, you know, whatever. So your house was fucking imppeccable. I don't know what you're talking about. I was literally like, inspired to live like you. Yeah, P.S. So, I got was... that green couch that you have. I yeah. just realized. <laughs> that was the first place nice. I saw it. Yeah. That is very nice. And thank you. And yeah. that's nice so, to thanks say. For the inspo. Yeah. But I guess because I'm a Virgo, like I can't not think about, or actually, and we can get into this too. I, I'm definitely a different person sitting here with you guys today than I was then for sure, for a lot of reasons. But I think I was just, you know, when people come in your home, you are aware they're judging you and they're coming to conclusions. So I couldn't just let my house be a hot mess, right? Like it had to be tidy. And so that was, it was kind of the unspoken variable of doing it here, which was fine. But anyway, the, the deal was coming to its year mark and I didn't really want to do business the same way. And I wasn't basically for just to be blunt, I wasn't making money (laughs) and I have two children. I had to make money back to, yeah as much as we are able to do what we love and, and do it with purpose and meaning and all these things, you also have bills to pay. So I was like, Hmm. And then that was actually in June of 2020. Is it just last year? Yeah. Holy God. I'm like, I mean, do you lose all time? Like, I mean, yeah, Yeah. this time, right? No concept. So that was in June of last year, the height of COVID that year, that deal had come to an end. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do it like this. And then you add to that, I went through, when we say breakup, it was like a nauseatingly, the shittiest of times, the absolute shittiest of times. And so all that was colliding at the same time. And I mean, you add the pandemic on top of that. A lot of people I know were like going in anyway, like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I doing it? Why am I doing it the way I've been doing it? So there was all this introspection going on. And I frankly was not feeling creative. I didn't want to talk to anybody. You know, you have to want to do this and engage. I was just, I was in the spirit of turning the volume down on fucking everything, isolating. I became this hermit and I was grieving and I was just really, really going through it. So there was some pressure to like, okay, we got to get going. We got to, you know, what's the new thing? What podcast are you going to do if you don't do this? And so it was the first time that I really stopped because even after E, I didn't really stop. I was like, okay, got to build, got to build. What am I going to do? What show am I going to have? Like what, what different little projects do I need to create? Um, so it was the first time really in my adult life and my adult professional life and personal where I just said, okay, time out. Thank you, pandemic, because it allowed me to just sit here in my home and do my therapy and do my writing and do my hot yoga and do all of the things that I desperately needed to do for a myriad of reasons. But I did it. 
And so by the time that was over, six months of doing that, um, I knew I wanted to do another podcast, but I'm like, what's it look like? Because I didn't know that I wanted to keep my house front door open to the world again. That was a, that was fun. I did that for a year and I'm so glad that I did it, but I was like, I kind of want to get back to just the conversation. It's less about my space in the house and having people come here. And plus you can't really do that anyway. We're doing so many things remotely. So it sure is a beautiful day. It was kind of born out of my rebirth in some ways, but then also about, you know, everything's been so heavy, everything, you know, so heavy and the, the, COVID of it all and the job losses and the life loss and, you know, the sickness and the divide in the fucking country. I mean, in the we had an election in the middle of that. I mean, all of the things I don't need to sell out because everybody knows who's listening. Um, it sure is a beautiful day. I just wanted to inject a little more sunshine back into things. And I wanted it to be a little lighter because Naked was very, it was pretty, you know, deep, which I, I do love and I am tend to run that way. But I was like, let's just lighten it up a little. Let's try and bring a little joy back to people. Everything doesn't have to be so serious all the time. So it's really more than anything, a shift in, in tone. Now I say that. And then now I'm recording really deep. I'm crying on my podcast two days, two weeks ago. I was like crying and like, so who knows? So it's still me. I mean, it's you still can, a podcast. The, it's just a the, little bit. The leopard can't change its spots, Kat. You're always going to be a deep investigatory person like no I know that's just that's how true. it's gonna be and that's a beautiful thing to be that way but I understand like your own perspective can't be coming from that place it has to like organically get to there mm-hmm. if that, like that as a starting point yeah is I mean then you have to go much deeper right whereas if you start light you get deep <laughs> where are you gonna go no I know yeah. and if anything I mean the other side of that is I I don't ever want it sure is a beautiful day to be misinterpreted in that we have to be happy. That's where that's the, I, I understand toxic positivity and how that's definitely like pushed down our throats. Sometimes like just put on a smile, carry on. It's all good. Cause it's not, but I guess part of that tone and energy is no matter what, I will be eternally optimistic and no matter what that is my spirit. And that is certainly a beautiful day doesn't have to be a perfect day. A beautiful day doesn't have to be everything going your way. A perfect day isn't, it's all orderly all the time and it's easy. Like I, I, I find beauty in the highs and the lows. And I do think the longer I live and the older I get and the somewhat wiser I am certainly than I used to be, therein lies some of the peace, right? Because you find that place that really has less to do with all the external and all of, you know, the order getting to the finish line or controlling everything out here. And it's really what's going on in here. And that is beautiful, regardless of the weather. Totally. Amen. I think you're really, you're really speaking to our soul right now. Should we, should we say what we, our plan is? What's your plan? Sure. What's your plan? So after a lot of deliberation and conversations we after almost six almost seven years of doing this show we have decided to go on a hiatus guys what you were just describing like how you're like I that's how I feel now I'm like I'm so tired oh yeah oh well congratulations for identifying that and then answering the call like you know what needs to be done because yeah. that's a big decision, especially for you guys. Number one, six, seven years of this. And number two, you're a team. So it's yeah. not just it, one person can't decide. You guys have to like jointly decide what's best for your business and what's best for you individually. So that I'm, I'm sure that's major. So do you have a time frame on the hiatus or what's the, are you? No time. A little time I think out. Like we're going to go on hiatus and then revisit in the next year. Okay. Yeah. Like, so we're taking the third quarter. This off. is the first time we've, we've, we've never said this out loud before. So of course it's with you. Of God damn it, cat. Getting the scoop, <laughs> cat. Do you feel complete relief with the thought of, Ooh, get that time out. Like you're exhaling. Or do you feel a little trepidation? Because some people are so used to the, the hamster wheel that when you take that away, it's kind of like a real mirror on yourself and your life. And what now? 
see mine isn't as much like not wanting to talk. It's more just like just to say what you were speaking about, like in the 2020 of it all, where it's like, and now it's like, I feel like we've become different people. Like all of us collectively, like who we were in 2019 is like not who we are now. And obviously that's true every year and you grow all the time in your life. But like now it's like, I feel like I'm straddling these like identities and I like need a break to be like stepping into observe, observing and integrating the lessons and everything that we've learned over the last couple of years about like the way that we want to operate and the way that we process things and who we really are. You know, we, we've become more clear versions of ourselves individually, I think, because everything was kind of stripped away and there was less distractions and you couldn't run around. Like even just looking at like my wardrobe, for example, it's like, I was selling my clothes over the weekend and I'm like, these are all clothes of a person who woke up in the morning, went into a studio, then like went to an event, went to a dinner, went to a show, was like running around doing like a thousand things. If I run like an errand in a day now, I'm like, wow, I'm so tired. Like I, it's just like one trip to the post office and we're good, you know, like, so it's just a completely different. So in answer to the question, I guess I'm excited, but also I am, I am it's nerve wracking to, to do it as well. I think like taking away the income and the experience and the community and all those things, there is like a a void that will be there for a second. But I also know that whatever direction we go in energy will flow there and that will flourish something new. So I have faith. That's awesome. Me too. That's like the best thing. I think it's a, a beautiful combination of excitement and also stepping into the unknown. And when you're doing a weekly show, it takes so much brain power and focus and just channeling into one thing and filtering through the lens of experience in terms of like how to produce a show every week. And, and we've never taken a break. So Sorry. Yeah, it's not like you go dark for four months and you can just disappear. Yeah, we've never we've yeah. never played around with with this option before. Yeah. So, you know, and like Steph, as Steph said, like we're both really different people than we were in 2019. And we've had our own stuff interpersonally that needs to be worked out off the mic. And just in our own lives, like allowing ourselves to grow, just grow. And I think uh, to, to, to be tethered to how we were doing things, it, it puts a stunt on that, that we both want to be able to move out of. I think it's exciting as Stephanie's braiding her hair. So cute. (laughs) She's like braiding and talking. Is that a nervous braid? Do you do that when you're nervous? You do that. It's like, oh, we're talking about something like this. No. She's like braiding. That is very, you're multi-talented. Um, <laughs> no, but That's I was true. just, I was just <laughs> going to say, I guess, congrats. I think it's oh. awesome. And I just think I, for someone who's taken that leap a couple of times, you speak of the unknown, like you certainly people don't always do this because it's like, well, there's a lot to risk or, you know, you've built something so amazing and that you're proud of and that delivers income and all these things. There's risk by walking away. But I personally believe that I I love that kind of formula with the universe where it's like, I always believe there's like reward on the other side of taking the leap. And it may not, it may not be perfect initially, or, you know, maybe there might be some, some bobbles and there's an adjustment and it's certainly transition time. But I always think like, if you, if you know, no, and it's in your core and you guys like, there's really no other option, then you'll be rewarded on the other side. And how cool is the unknown? I'm like, so leaning into the unknown at this stage of my life and impermanence and not attaching to things. And the more I get in that space, the more makes its way to me. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's true. It's really true. And like, sometimes when you're so close to something, you know, we've been talking for a long time about like, how can we mix it up? How can we change the formula? Like what? And we've like tried little things and then, oh, it doesn't go exactly how we want or the response isn't the same or people are like, go back to the way it was because everyone's used to one thing. And so like 
also just the stepping back for the reimagining purposes is like, I don't know. You can't see something when you're inside of it all the way. I don't think, you know, so true. Sometimes you, sometimes you like, it's like a relationship of, of like a romantic variety, you know, like sometimes you, you're inside of it and you can't solve the problem. And then you just take like a little break and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, the thing that I was like hung up on is just something that I was looping into myself. I wasn't really, that wasn't really representative of the potential for the situation as a whole. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's when we think of our careers, we don't give ourselves as much flexibility because it's tied into our security. Right. And that's really hard to uh, untether from for obvious reasons, you know, like I don't really know anyone who has like that unless they have like family money or they have like amazing investments or like, I don't know, something, a really rich partner. Like, I don't really know anyone that feels like they have like the full freedom just to be like almost childlike, like this isn't working. So I'm just going to go over here. It's like, no, you can't like do that. (laughs) Like completely. That would be dope, but that's not how it works. No. I think in it too, it's about honoring everything that we've unpacked on this show, which is like really connecting with self and all the different tools that we have to really have a very pure relationship and and exploration with like who we are in this world, how we consume, what we do, how we do it. And you have to, and even though it can be super scary, you have to follow and trust that like the inner guide is, is spot on. So I'm curious for you, Kat, like what are you able to really distill the things that transformed you or that you actually learned or shifted specifically during the time of powering down and the pandemic and all those things? Like what are your main takeaways, like the pillars that you came back with or that you feel that you sit with now? That's a great question. And I don't want to put everybody to sleep. It's probably a very long answer, but to try to <laughs> summarize, I think, I, I think my pattern, my day-to-day go-to in life was I got in the real habit of lying to myself about what was good for me. I think I was putting myself last. I would put boyfriends ahead of my needs. I would even put ex-husbands ahead of my needs. You know, for a long time, I put my employer ahead of my needs. So I would, I would swallow what I was really feeling um, and kind of betraying myself at the end of the day. I'm a yes girl. I always want to be a team player. I hate conflict. So I spent a, a lifetime of doing that. And then through this pause and uh, this introspection, which included a lot of things and and keyword being consistency and discipline. I mean, again, the silver lining of being able to walk away from so much work and so many projects and having these balls in the air was that I really, my work became me. I mean, really. And so I finally found a therapist at 46 years old that I was like, I connected with who I saw weekly, sometimes bi-weekly, who called me out for my shit uh, finally and like called me on my patterns and like really like asked me hard questions. So I was doing that kind of intensive work. Then when it was permitted, I got back to my hot yoga, which for me is my church, which is like my spiritual like habit that I do. So I got to do some private hot yoga, which turned out to be like three or four days a week. I was journaling and writing in my gratitude journal and doing my, it sounds very simple, but one journal is like kind of, kind of like my prayer, but to my spiritual guides, if you will, which is just really a lot of those kind of asking to be steered or used or awakened or all these things reveal to me what this is supposed to be about. So Mm. continuously asking for that because the other thing someone told me once, and I, I do think it's true. It's like, you can think all day long, like even positively, or you can even like say a prayer in your head or something to whoever your God is or whatever. But 
writing it down is one more level of commitment because it's like it's like one more way to declare what it is you're trying to do. So mm-hmm. I was doing that consistently. Sounds so silly, but I think the walking piece of, of COVID and we're so lucky in California, but the fact I could just walk out my door every day and it was most days where the more I did all these little bitty bitty things, also reading a lot of uh, Pema Chodron, there's a book that would be great for you guys. It's called Comfortable with Uncertainty. And it mm. really talks about these unknowns in our lives. And we're in this like, you know, sometimes this intersection of how is life going to go and where is it going to lead? So I, I consumed a lot of her books, When Things Fall Apart is another book of hers. And these became kind of my Bibles. And then with all that stuff combined and doing it religiously, I just started to I started to see parts of myself that I'd never seen before. And, and, and the other huge piece to be completely frank with you guys was I had been in this very, very toxic, dare I say, slightly abusive relationship. And I had lost my confidence. I'd lost my, my confidence to just be exactly who I am in front of you guys today. I would, I wasn't feeling my best self because I had just been my self-worth personally as it pertains to relationships was in the toilet. So I was just slowly building my self-love back, I think, at the end of the day. And and because I wasn't lying to myself about that relationship and because I wasn't engaging in bad behavior that I used to do, which would be impulsive or like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Oh, I can have sex one more time with him. Or, oh, I can like do the things that made me feel bad about myself. I stopped doing all that. I just stopped doing that because I was doing the other work I needed to be doing. And so yeah, it's been, it's been wonderful because, um, because I, you know, I just had a birthday and I'm like, oh my God, I feel, I feel better. I think the last year of my life was the most productive, the most growth, the most expansion I've probably ever, ever had. So it's really awesome. I'm like, like fucking, I'm feel great. And I'm drinking way less. There's one last thing. If anybody's listening that is a game changer. It's a game changer because mm-hmm. like, not to sound so cheesy, but like I wake up in the morning, there's not that time of like undoing what I did the night before. And then when I walk outside, everything's, there's a certain clarity to even just opening my eyes every day. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like an alcoholic, but you consume that depressant for so long, so consistently, you don't even realize what that's doing to your physical and your emotional and your all the things. So that was kind of my prescription for healing. No, that's such a good prescription because I feel like now we're in like a second kind of wave of the uncertainty and like the heavy energy of the world where it's like, I feel at this point that I'm almost having to go back and relearn my tools that I had, that I thought that I had, that I took for granted, that I was doing all the time that like were integrated in a way, but it wasn't like the forefront. And so it's just like a really good reminder. And I hope that people listening feel that way too, because if you don't be, keep it vigilant in that sense, when things get hard, it's all goes away. Like my mom just got diagnosed with cancer and I'm dealing with like so many things that I wasn't dealing with before. And for like Like I've literally gained 15 pounds this month, like no joke. And I mean, that's not to me being like hard on myself, but it's just like, I went so hard in one direction that all the self-care things have like fallen to, I'm like, I have tools and I'm like, have it. I feel like I'm like drop my purse on the ground and I'm like picking everything up. And so it's like a reminder to myself where when things get so chaotic, that's the time to fucking pull it in. And it's so hard in this moment to, put myself first because it doesn't feel like that's like my instinct, but it's like, uh, you can't run from that. And if you don't do that, then everything around you is going to continue to fall apart. So I'm really glad that you said that. I know it's like a different context, but you know, as people who do this work, it's easy to not do it also, if that makes sense. No, completely, completely. Well, firstly, I'm sorry about your mom. I'm so sorry. But I know what you were saying. It's like the tools get real rusty. You know, you have to kind of keep them sharp. They will work 
better for you if if they're easily accessible and they're kind of sharpened, right? So yeah. that's where that consistency piece comes in. And I think that's really hard for people. I mean, me included, I'm like, believe it or not, like a creative at the end of the day. And so, you know, we can be messy, you know, we're just like, we're not necessarily the most creatures of habit and like no. do the same thing every day the same way. And so that, that took a lot for me to get into that kind of systematic approach to my wellness. But I do think that's the best way you, you reap the most benefits if you can really prioritize like that, like you just said, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's not everyone's nature to put themselves first, but you are, as we all know, you're just a better surface to others when you are your best self period. Mm-hmm. Just are. Yeah. Yeah. And we all need to be like doing our service now, whatever that is. Like, I really feel like the world does not need us to be broken and fucked up and sad. It doesn't need that from us. It needs us to show up in that attitude that you're putting forward, which is like, it is a beautiful day. Like, let's find the things and let's share that thing. Because from every angle, we're getting shit on by (laughs) the notion that it's not and everything is falling apart. And so how do we like be a part of that without crumbling? That's like the question that I ask myself like every day, like, and my thing has been like, how can I be of service to my own health? That's like the question that I've been asking. And I feel like that's, that's a good like lead in to, to mm-hmm. like make, to make me do it. You know, cause otherwise you wake up, you like get your coffee, you, you, you just like, you become the zombie habit creature who's then just like then you're on Instagram and it's like before you know it it's like 9 a.m and you're already like fucking depressed and done with the day you're like wait what what happened I didn't ask to be a part of this matrix get me out of here get me out and maybe there's I don't know how it's been for you guys but here I go always trying to see like the, the the bright side of things but I feel in some ways I'm more connected to other people now than ever before because we're finally talking about real things too. Like there's always a place for entertainment. There's always a place for comedy. There's always a place for escapism, of course. But even though it's been so shitty and, and at least in many ways, we're all in it together. So it's like, there's this connection, this community, this like uh, knowingness that we actually can tap into one another to be of service and to do these things if we are all able to um, to come together over that. Although, of course, there is still a major weird divide going on more than ever in our country. But, um, but I think for those who are awake, it's a good time. Or they're awakening because of the bad times. I don't know. Everything gets real crystal clear when it's, you know, a tornado or it's uh, you're going through an alarming situation or you get terrible news about your mom, man, does that snap your, your ass up or does it not? I mean, mm-hmm. you wake up because it's all on the line. There's nothing, you can't be more present than when things are difficult because you have to, you have to see it. Um, and when you can't control, like we can't control what's going on in the world. We can't control what's going on in the country. We can't control what's going on. I can't control what's going on with my mom. I can't, con- we can't control anything that isn't our own self. And if you have that need to control, which I certainly do, most people do, then channeling that energy into like reimagining your self-care, self-love routine in this new landscape, I think that's a great place to put that energy because then at least you're filling that. Like, I get that. You know, I feel so in between. I feel like I don't know what to do. I don't know how to behave. I don't, you know, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Okay, I can go onto my patio and do yoga for fucking 45 minutes. Like, I can definitely do that. Maybe it's not my first instinct because my first instinct is to lay around like a blob and cry. But you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to do that because that's not productive. Although sometimes it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But wow, like what a testament to everything we've talked about all these years of having a toolkit and knowing it and knowing what works rather and then being able to pull from that and like also acknowledging that the resistance and the challenges within that but like it's okay to reset and it's okay to start back at zero 
Yeah. And um, it's a change. Yeah. Like, aren't you all glad? I mean, I, I heaven forbid we just stay the same people our whole lives, right? Like you two must be vastly different sitting here today than you were when you started your show on episode oh one, right? God. Like, and thank yeah. God for that. Thank God for that. That's like, that is the beauty right there, you know? Oh, it's oh my been God. an incredible journal. Journal. Yes, journal. <laughs> Not journey, journal. An audio journal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I'm- even like we've changed as individuals. But look at the wellness space. Like it was so fringe when we started talking about it. Look at podcasting. Like it again, like such a overlooked medium at the time. And now it's just like everywhere. I mean, it. I feel like we've sat in the center of this of so much and reported in real time of, of so much that it's really so special and cool. It's like you're a part of history. Really? <laughs> really? It is. Remember us hungover at 27 talking yeah. about <laughs> <laughs> sucking dicks for our health. <laughs> Remember <laughs> us well. <laughs> so many hangover remedies shared in the past. <laughs> So many hangover remedies, but see, you guys were so on the pulse, maybe knowingly, maybe unknowingly at the time between the podcasting and the actual wellness industry and and space itself. It's kind of like, I'm dying to know what's next because we're going to look to you guys to tell us. Oh, that's very. We're dying to know what's next too, Kat. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. Um, Wow. Well, it just feels like I just. One thing that's been a mainstay in doing this show is is the synchronicities that always happen and just pop up and that I that we're made aware of whether, you know, we're tuned into it or not. And just having this conversation with you and you sharing your experience and it speaking so much to where we're at now. It's just I'm so grateful. Mm, well, I'm grateful that you'd, you'd even want to have me on two times. One was probably enough, but I'm, I feel so fortunate that you were able to share what you guys are going through. You know what they say, often the ending is just the beginning. So very exciting stuff. So I'm very happy for you guys. I'm glad I got to be a part of this. However, Thanks for um, letting us co-opt our interview for you to talk about <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> I have so many questions that I was like holding myself back because I'm going to go ask them on my podcast. So, yeah. you know, you're getting a version of what we just talked about here, but then you got to go over to mine because now I'm going to, I'm going to roll up my journalist sleeves and really come at you guys. So you just wait. <laughs> That's perfect. It's like a part two. So guys, we're about yeah. to go guest on Kat's podcast. It sure is a beautiful day. So you know, in the absence of, of that so retrograde, please just direct all your attention to Gat. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so perfect. It's the sun, right? The sunshine. Yeah. Just come from that over to me. Yeah, great, please. Yeah, just send your whole food to me. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a good girl. It was my birthday. Everybody just migrate the two. That'll be fine. <laughs> we, we are in full support of that. Amazing, cat. Thank you so much. Tell us when um, your podcast airs and where they can find you. Yes. Uh, on your feed. It's, no, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> we just merged yes. the RSS. Uh, that's, yeah, that's what I was looking for, the RSS. Um, it sure is a beautiful day. Brand new episode every week on Tuesday. Um, and yeah, follow me on Instagram because that's where I put all, all my things and everything and all the links to the merch and all that good stuff. So yeah. You and it's there. really cute merch. Yeah. To bring it back to square one nice. with the combo. Yeah. Nice. Great Full pants. circle. Great well done. Thanks. Great <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's how we